Hello, musical theatre fans. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. My name is Ian Boquette, and every week I ask special guests from the world of musical theatre and beyond all about their favourite musicals and what show they would order run forever if they were the Mayor of Musical Theatre. So today's guest, today's Mayor of Musical Theatre is the outstanding, the incredible Gina Beck. You all know Gina from absolutely every musical of note from the last let's say 10 years she's been in wicked she's been in matilda les mis phantom absolutely everything that incredible production of south pacific at saddler's wells last year a couple of years ago um she's phenomenal she's a phenomenon she is the best um do look her up on youtube she can perform the heck out of any given song and she's appearing at chichester festival theater in the sound of music from Monday, July 10th to Sunday, 3rd of September, one day after my birthday, Sunday, 3rd of September. That's the sound of music. This is Gina Beck, the best musical theatre actor in the sound of music. Pretty much the best musical, isn't it? I think it usually tops the polls of people's favourites. I mean, you have to get down to Chichester to see it. I said this on the episode with um, Kylie Mercedes Dyer for Assassins, but Chichester isn't very far away. Even if you live in Australia, it's not too far away to get to, to see The Sound of Music starring Gina Beck. So definitely do that. You can also follow Gina on all the social medias. Um, the links are going to be in the show notes as well as a link for Sound of Music tickets. So check out those show notes. You can also follow this podcast at Musical Mayor Pot on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, probably threads soon. It's that time of year, isn't it? It's threads time. Um, and also musicaltheaterreview.com. This podcast is produced in association with them. They are your premier source for news reviews and interviews on all things on stage, backstage and worldwide. You can read lots of great reviews, some of which I write at musicaltheaterreview.com and follow them on Instagram at musicaltheaterreview and Twitter at musicaltheaterr. Right, well, let's not waste any time. Let's hear from the incredible Gina Beck and let's talk about The Sound of Music and her other favourite musicals. Let's get into it. Yes, yes, got a lot of volume. You can thank my operatic singing teacher for that when I'm younger. Welcome to the Mayor of Musical Theatre podcast. I am composer, reviewer, photographer, and now podcaster slash fake mayor Ian Boquette, but I'm far less worthy of the title of Mayor of Musical Theatre than my guest today. If you're a regular listener, then you'll know that we can't get through a single episode without someone bringing up Les Mis, Phantom of the Opera, Wicked, Matilda, Showboat, South Pacific. Well, today we are talking to an incredible performer who has starred in all of these and many, many more. She is currently preparing to star in perhaps the most beloved musical of them all, The Sound of Music at Chichester Festival Theatre. Gina Beck, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for that great introduction. <laughs> well, I mean, it's such an incredible career, all these really beloved shows, and now Sound of Music. I mean, it regularly tops the polls of people's favourite musical in the world. Is that an intimidating role to take on, such a beloved show? Um, it's amazing, isn't it, that it's it just hit a it was just hit a moment and it's been popular ever since hasn't it it's just incredible it, they call it rogers and hammerstein society call it the jewel of the crown of the <laughs> rogers and hammerstein <laughs> material so yeah no it's great it's exciting it was one of the last ones that they composed yeah it was the last one yeah yeah um, and of course the movie is what a lot of people will know but the stage version has its subtle differences as well it certainly does, yeah. yeah. People who haven't seen the show would be probably quite shocked at how different it is. Different places, different songs, different bits. Yes, it's different. 
So Chichester Festival Theatre, it only has assassins on, uh, doing a very up-to-date, modern-day take on that classic show. Um, are there right. any elements of Sound of Music that are, are relating to the modern day for you? Um, not really, no. We're going for the full traditional production uh, with all the key iconic moments that you'll be um, excited to watch in front of you on stage, I hope. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, how long well, have rehearsals started yet? Are you in them right now? Yeah, we're in our third week now. So we're still in London and then we go down to Chichester um, two weeks time. All right. Where are you rehearsing in London? Jerwood Space. Oh, lovely. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, this will go out in a couple of weeks. People won't be able to find you. It's <laughs> yeah, we won't be there. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it must be great for everyone else in the building to hear these classic songs that they love just coming through the walls all day. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because our director said that a friend of his who's directing Accidental Death of an Anarchist was texting him going, wow, it sounds amazing. <laughs> and he's rehearsing in a different room. <laughs> oh, perfect. So one of the common cliches you hear about acting in general is never work with children or animals. You've worked with Matilda. Now you work with a whole group of children um, for the yeah. Von Trapp kids. Are they all behaving themselves? Are they all doing okay? Yeah. They're all fantastic, uh, very, very driven, enthusiastic, confident young children, <laughs> young people. They're amazing. Uh, yeah, they're really going to be great. That's lovely to hear. I mean, I work in a school. I'm actually talking to you from a, an empty science lab at the moment. And the kids are going crazy in this heat. We can't keep them under control. So it's good to hear that these are professional kids you're working with. Yeah, they're, they're very much vocationally committed to, you know, this kind of career at a young age. I think, I mean, I was. When I was that age, I just always wanted to do it. And I think you know that you have to take it seriously if you want to you know, be taken seriously yourself. I read that um, one of the first theatre groups you were involved with was NYMT. That's such an inspirational organisation. They do such brilliant work. Yeah, it was great. It was just so amazing to join a company that put on professional productions, you know, with professional directors and sets and costumes and, you know, everything at such a young age and meet other people who are the kind of, you know, most keen theatre person in their school <laughs> from all around the country. It's amazing. Well, looking at your career, you've, you're doing a Rodgers and Hammerstein at the moment. You've done even older shows. You've done Gilbert and Sullivan. You've done Puccini. And of course, right up to date, you've done Wicked, Matilda, all these modern shows. I take it you've always had an appreciation for the full range of musical theatre. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I do. I actually wasn't kind of brought up with with the old you know a lot of people say they've been brought up watching sound of music watching Oklahoma etc I never did actually see any of those shows I didn't I sort of Les Mis was the kind of one that I sort of first became obsessed with um oh. and jumped onto that kind of bandwagon <laughs> was that a show that your parents took you to see or you heard a cast recording or no I think yeah I think I saw the 10th anniversary concert wow and I just was like what is this <laughs> This is like the best thing I've ever seen or heard. <laughs> um, so I imagine appearing in it must have been quite iconic moment for you. Yeah. And it was sort of my, you know, it was my first West End job. And the whole thing when I got the job and the whole thing being getting the job and, and starting it was just an unreal experience that changed my life forever. So I'm very wow. indebted to Lenin. <laughs> yeah, it must be hard to think about now because you've had a, such an amazing career in musical theatre. But were there any other career paths when you were young that you were thinking of going down if if it wasn't musical theatre? Um, no, not no, not really. I mean, yeah, I'm, no. <laughs> it's all or nothing. I mean, I obviously did, you know, work hard at school and got my A-levels and stuff, and I probably would have been able to 
do something with my drama degree. So I would hadn't been successful, but yeah, no, luckily it's all worked out. Well, we sort of stumbled upon the first question there, but as if by accident, the first show that made you fall in love with musical theatre. Let's get straight into the second question. Which musical score gets stuck in your head the most often? Yeah, that's a good one. Actually, it's either Phantom or Miss Saigon. For some reason, me and my partner are just sometimes, especially Phantom, there's like the the whole letter scene with the two managers. Dear Christina, we just end up singing around the house all the time. We're like, where did this come from? And Miss Saigon, there are so many bits that you can just like power out. Like bat belt out in your in your kitchen. Absolutely. (laughs) So you're the sort to be always singing in the shower, always singing while you're cooking. Yeah, 100%. My children are all hopefully going to become singers just because they've been so influenced. By <laughs> <laughs> um, are they showing signs of going in that direction? Um, yeah, I think, my well, my son's only one, so, you know. but my daughter's six and she's, yeah, she's a very keen singer, but she's a belter. And obviously, as if you know me, I'm more of a soprano. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit like, who are you? <laughs> she wants to be she wants to be a pop singer well that's Fine. good you can you can do for good together she can do the alphabet parts and <laughs> yeah, great. you can remember your glinda parts um is it, obviously you worked in all these huge shows which have amazing amazing scores is it helpful if a show has a really catchy score that's always stuck in your head or does that just make it get annoying after a few weeks um we're yeah weirdly it, it's in, in your head for a few weeks while you're rehearsing and then once you open it just disappears oh I mean, you don't think, you don't think about it all the time it just goes it's well, bizarre handy. the way your brain works, isn't it? Yeah, that's handy. So you can just disappear into the role and imagine you're yeah. living it for the first time over and over. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously you're listening to a lot of musical theatre for your day job. Are you a big music fan outside of that? Do you have time to listen to pop music, rock music, classical music? Oh, no, not really. I don't, yeah, I, I sort of tend to listen to um, Radio 4. <laughs> or audiobooks is like my big thing. Um, yeah, I'm not really like a sit-down and put on headphones and listen to music kind of person which is probably odd being maybe it's just because I'm surrounded by so much music during the day but yeah yeah that makes sense and I suppose as as a classical singer you probably like the way you learn to sing I imagine when you're really really good at it I can't relate I'm not a good singer but I imagine when you're training your voice you're listening out for mistakes in yourself you're listening out for technique and that might make it difficult to listen to a lot of other singers because you might just be constantly <laughs> Well, you say you're in London at the moment rehearsing. And the next question is, what is your favourite musical currently running in London? Yeah, that's a good question. I would probably have to say, hmm, the trouble is I was going to go for Book of Mormon. Mm. But that's actually the, the answer to one of your other questions. What's the funniest musical I've seen? Um, I do love the Book of Mormon. I've, I've seen it twice, but I um, haven't seen it for a long time. And I would like to go back. Um, I saw um, Groundhog Day the other day. Oh, isn't that so that's good? really, really fun. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. The second half especially is just mind-blowing um, in terms of the design and how it all moves together. You just can't believe it's sort of unfolding in front of your eyes. So, yeah, I would answer that as Groundhog Day is the it's phenomenal it's um i went to see i've seen it twice already since it's come back to london which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. it's been once a week so far Um, (laughs) and one of them was on the hottest day of the year it was sweltering in that theater they were all wearing their winter gear they are committed actors and and the fact they just have to repeat the same things obviously no spoilers uh, is uh it's just amazing yeah, as a as a performer, you're doing eight shows a week, replaying the same scenes, repeating the same lines. I imagine yeah, there's a lot you can do. 
you said I'd have to do it in within the same show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is a really good one. And of course, you were in Tim Minchin's other show, Matilda. Did you get a chance exactly. to, to work with him directly at all? Yes, he came like a couple of times. Such a lovely man. Everything you would expect. Just so lovely and, and uh, you know, just fun and enjoys life and wants to like encourage people. It's great. That's good to hear because so many of his lyrics are so intricate and his shows are so well constructed. You'd worry he'd be over intellectual or brooding like an artist. But. No, not at all. Actually, I shared a dressing room with him at the What's On Stage Awards once. So that was weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Him and Mel C. What a combo. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a future rock super group waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think the next question is the one you might have been referring to. Which musical has made you laugh the most? Oh, sorry. I'm just doing an interview, Gareth. Um, so, so which musical has made you laugh the most? That will be Book of Mormon, 100%. It yeah. is an hysterical show. Were you a fan but of it's things? It's sort of hysterical in a kind of jaw-dropping, like, I can't believe they just did that. Which <laughs> is amazing. Were you a fan of, like, South Park and Team America and things like that before? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved, uh, I loved Team America. <laughs> it's so ridiculously silly, isn't it? Yeah, so um, very much primed for that sense of humour. Exactly, yeah. My bad. <laughs> Well, speaking of movies, what is your favourite movie musical? Now, I was thinking about this one and I, uh, I've i gone for a sort of like movie musical of my youth and gone for Grease because Sorry. I sort of used to be obsessed with that musical. Obviously, I watched it during my like, you know, age 14 to 16 kind of period. And back in the day, <laughs> I'm so old, um, we obviously only just had videos. <laughs> You had to, you only had like a certain amount. You couldn't go on Netflix and just watch it, whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. So I probably watched it, you know, a hundred times. Um, yeah. And just the whole idea of all those characters and how exciting it looked at high school. It was just amazing. <laughs> and very different to the UK high school experience. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, completely different. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Grease 2? I talk to a lot of people who say Grease 2 is their preferred one of the movies. Really? I've sort of vaguely seen it once. I can't even remember. I mean, obviously, I know the like <laughs> cool rider, and that's about it. But yeah, no, I, I, maybe I should go back and revisit it. Yeah, maybe it's one of those snobby things, people being a bit like, oh, I prefer the obscure one that people, other people don't know about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, solid choice there. Which musical might people be surprised to learn you love? Maybe something at odds with your personality or a guilty pleasure or something? Yes, this is an obvious answer to me because my guilty pleasure has always been We Will Rock You. <laughs> oh, I saw that the other day. Great because fun. I absolutely love the musical, uh, the music mm. of Queen. Huge Queen fan. Um, and getting to hear those singers singing that music is just always been like a secret guilty pleasure obviously it's possibly not the like most highbrow musical not sure. story isn't like potentially the best but um i i had a friend of it uh, back in the day and when it was at the dominion and i used to go and watch there and it was always really exciting i loved it um i saw it the other day it's so loud the bands play incredibly well yeah even if you don't want to get into the story side of it it's a great rock <laughs> concert yeah, it's so good um, in the Dominion. They specifically like ruptured up that, that, that volume, didn't they? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you're saying you were a soprano singer earlier. Are you singing along to Queen songs at home? Are you trying to belt a bit more? Yeah, Obs. It doesn't sound great, but I'm, <laughs> I go for it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does. Um, I saw you at um, Sadler's Wells, which is a big, huge venue doing South Pacific. And um, I was reviewing that show and 
my note in review was just how much your voice filled that venue. It's a big voice you have, even if it's not a belty voice specifically. <laughs> yes, yes, got a lot of volume. You can thank my operatic singing teacher for that when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of the coin, which musical do other people really love, but which doesn't quite connect with you for some reason? You don't have to think it's bad, you don't have to insult it, but you don't quite see it the same way other people do. I think this is going to have to be Mamma Mia, which has like never been up. I've seen it like a few times and and it just, yeah, I can, I can see that people really love it. And I, I do like ABBA and I've been to see ABBA Voyage and, and that was really cool. But um, yeah, no, it's just not really, not really my thing. That's interesting because I think the, the criticisms for Mamma Mia are similar to the criticisms of We Will Rock You, you know. As, as yes, I know. I, know. I think maybe just the Queen music is more exciting for me than, than, than the, the ABBA stuff. That's absolutely fair enough. <laughs> Can't criticise you for that. What do you think is the most romantic musical? Do you think you're a romantic, sentimental sort of person? Um, yes, I was finding it quite hard to think about this one because in most shows there is some sort of like romance and then some sort of death. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> which doesn't make it so romantic so I, I'm actually going to go for the sound of music but the fact that it's romantic and finishes well <laughs> on an upbeat note that's very true there's so much positivity in that show it's so uplifting yeah exactly mm. and, and you know the you know the sort of end bit with the, no, no spoilers you know there's been some drama towards the end and that, that's all very exciting and it's good that they um, they kind of conquer the baddies <laughs> Yeah, I suppose for a romantic musical, you want it to be a good date musical. And if you're taking someone on a date in the summer to Chichester Festival Theatre, you don't want a load of drama and death and tragedy in the middle as well. Exactly. No, you don't want any people committing suicide over their love for each other, a la <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, as much as we all love West Side Story, that's not a happy ending. <laughs> I okay. do love West Side <laughs> That's a great one, isn't it? What musical have you never seen that you think you should see? Maybe a popular classic that's passed you by or a new piece of writing? I've never seen The Lion King. Um, I feel like the kind of, you know, obviously it's always had a huge buzz since it opened and it was always the one that you couldn't get a ticket for. Um, um, and I just think, obviously, now my children are getting a bit older, that maybe this is the time for me to, like, take them and go and see the spectacle. 100%. It, um, I've seen it a couple of times. It doesn't lose its power. Um, are you a fan of the movie? Are you a fan of Disney yeah. in general? Yeah, no, I like the movie, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely worth seeing if just for the stagecraft and the puppets and the costumes. Exactly, exactly. That's what I've heard. That you know, the opening number is just insane. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not the Lion King's world because a lot of lions eating things would be scary. But which musical's fictional world would you most like to live in? <laughs> this is an odd, uh, hard question, but I, um, I had a funny idea that it would be quite fun to live in SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. <laughs> It really would. It's so colourful and funny. <laughs> exactly. It's quirky. It's fun. You're in, you get to swim underwater. Great. <laughs> would you be a particular SpongeBob character or just another uh, entity down there? I probably would be. The, who who runs the light burger shack? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. I do. Krabs I do watch it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe I'd be like yeah one of his like staff or something. I get to eat the Krabby Patties. <laughs> So in your dream world, you go work in a fast food chain? <laughs> yeah, underwater. <laughs> well, yeah. Have you seen the production of it? Um, it was on Broadway for a while, not over here. Yeah, though. no, it did. Yeah, my friend was in it over here where they did it in Plymouth, didn't they, for a little bit. There are, they are opening it again. 
They are, um, yes. And yeah. Davina's Campo and yeah, a few others. So I'll try and, try and get to see it because my kids like the show. It seems <laughs> like the near future for you is taking your kids to see a lot of great shows. I know, we have just been like, <laughs> <laughs> they're using them as an excuse. <laughs> I love it. So if you were to direct a radical restaging of a classic musical, which one would you choose? Okay, so I've had a thought about this and I reckon that it would be good to do Showboat. Although obviously the production that Daniel directed that I was in, it was incredible. It was very much, you know, traditional. Mm. Um, and I had an idea that it would be great to set it in the modern day with like the showboat being sort of a metaphor for some other, you know, structure that people, because obviously the race relations is still incredibly poignant and happens right now. You know, there's no difference really between then and now in terms of racial politics. Um, so I think that would be interesting to sort of see the hold up a mirror and say, look, this is, a, a, a production a musical written in you know in the ni- 1920s and it's absolutely it's just yeah you're, you're so right when I went to see that production at the at the Gillian Lynn it was so I it was it shocked me how relevant it all was how impactful it felt and mm-hmm. as you say just moving it into today and having a few costumes change and a few sets change you could keep a lot of the text exactly the same I'm gonna pitch it to Daniel Daniel what do you think <laughs> Do you have any aspirations to get into directing and backstage things? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I don't think I'd be that good at it. I mean, maybe. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Never say never, but no, I, I, not right now. <laughs> well, you've worked with a lot of amazing directors. You must pick up little things here and there. Yeah, and, and it's great because I've worked a lot in the thrust stage. So I've kind of got used to that. And I sort of have, you know, a little bit more expertise um, in sort of understanding that format now which is which is useful well the big question that everyone tunes in for no one tunes into this everyone tunes in for (laughs) if you were the mayor of musical theater if you had that power which show would you order to be staged forever so you can go see it whenever you want and in which venue hard question i'd have to say theater royal jury lane because it's obviously stunning gorgeous even just hanging out in the bar it's exactly um well done cameron you made it amazing um which show trouble is there are a lot of shows that probably will be staged forever yeah it feels like a waste <laughs> to just say the lion king because of course that's not going <laughs> yeah, well, lame is. yeah lame is. um let's go for it's like cool new let's go for standing at the sky's edge how like, fun was that you know, like, like a really like cool new musical that should be everybody should watch <laughs> did you see that at the national or in sheffield in there, the national yeah I really wish I had made the trip up to Sheffield to see that because it was, you know, doing it in the hometown must have been its own special course, thing. It yeah. was amazing enough yeah, at the National. Was. Yeah, I bet it was up, up there. It was great from the, from the um, Crucible, you can see those flats so, so clearly. Yeah. So it's kind of perfect. That's such a beautiful, beautiful show. And it really, there are so many people who are very snobby about jukebox musicals. They say they can never be as good. They can never be as impactful dramatically, yeah. but that proves it completely wrong. What about like beautiful Carol King, you know, like any of the, some really good jukebox musicals have been written. Absolutely. It's, it's so lovely to talk to someone who has such an appreciation because as I was saying, you've, you've done opera, you've done Puccini. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I was, I was in the, in the chorus, which is obviously not bad, but yeah, that was uh, just a little bit of opera fun when I first started out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see yourself doing any more opera type works as time goes on? Um, I, I mean, I'd love to, but it's just, you know, I just haven't had the training. You have to train so your voice so much to even, you know, to 
I wouldn't be able to like bypass all those people who did have done it for years and years of like quality work on your voice. I'm just sort of busking it really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose you learn so many skills in like comedy and performance and acting, which you don't necessarily get as much in opera, where it's so much about the technical perfection. Yeah, exactly. I prefer the musicals because of the, the sort of more emphasis on the acting, I guess. Well, thank you so much for this. Really lovely to chat. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Um, Are you going back to your science teaching? (laughs) Exactly that. Yeah, there have been kids popping their heads in the door a few times. (laughs) We're going to have to go tell some kids off, but that's always fun. Well, you've had kids. I've had Gareth Valentine. (laughs) He's popping his head in. So that was the wonderful Gina Beck, such a lovely human being. I say that for a lot of guests, but Gina genuinely so warm and kind and obviously talented, obviously ridiculously talented. Um, Make sure you get to Chichester Festival Theatre to see her in The Sound of Music. That is playing Monday 10th of July to Sunday 3rd of September. You can just put those words into Google and find it, or you can go on the show notes and there'll be a link so you can get tickets and get down there. If you live in London, train tickets to the Chichester Festival Theatre, it's like six quid or something. It's not bad. It's definitely worth the trip. I mean, the sound of music, Gina Beck, it's going to be phenomenal. Make sure you follow Gina on all the social medias. The links are in the show notes, as well as this podcast at Musical Mayor Pot and Musical Theatre Review at Musical Theatre R on Twitter and at Musical Theatre Review on Instagram. Right. Well, that's it for this week, for this episode. But there'll be another incredible Mayor of Musical Theatre very soon. Keep checking. Make sure you're subscribed. Do get involved in the chat online. Do if you want to leave a review, that sort of thing. That always really, really helps us. Tell a friend. Thank you very much. And you're my favourite. You listening to this right now are my favourite. Second favourite. Gina Beck's my favourite. She's incredible. If you star in The Sound of Music one day, maybe you'll be my favourite. But until then, you're my second favourite. And I still appreciate you. Tune in next week and keep it musical. (laughs) 